0: Three, two, one.
1: John, are we live?
0: We are live. That was sir? a slow <laughs> countdown.
1: That's like three, two, <laughs> one. It's like a five-second countdown. What's going on, buddy?
0: Not too much, man. Not too much. Just a quick graphic difficulty behind the scenes. Awesome. It took an extra well, second to get it figured out, but you know. Here we are.
1: You're all set. You're like um, thinking about Las Vegas, your trip to Las Vegas tomorrow, and you're, you're all am. over the place.
0: I am thinking about that. It's It's funny because it's only going to be about 60. It's a high out there over the weekend. But man, that wind outside today here, 28, 30 degrees, windy, all of a sudden 58 or 60, sounding great.
1: I was going to say, I don't feel too bad for you going to 60. Mikhail and I are going to freeze our butts off here in Chicago all, uh, all weekend long. Well, and we're not going to drink and gamble and see cool shows. <laughs> and I'm, I might drink. Actually, I am gambling on Friday. So oh, okay. I lied. I'm going to Rivers Friday. Oh, she uh, means I'll just lose money.
0: No, 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 no. We don't uh, do that.
1: What are you going to Vegas for?
0: I'm going to Vegas for my second niece's 21st birthday. So uh, niece number one uh, on one side uh, turned 21 two years ago, two and a half years ago. And her dad and I have been friends forever. And, and when we were much younger men, we did some silly stuff. And one of the things that we did one night, which turned into a morning afternoon, is we were out all night, and we were at a very late night joint. And we were talking about a buddy of ours that live in Vegas, lives in Vegas. And uh, my buddy Mark stood up. And he's like, I fit. let's go see him. I'm like, shut up, sit down. He's like, no, let's go see him. So we happened to be with a couple of coworkers, and uh, we looked at them, and they're like, you want to go to Vegas? And they're looking at us, and they're like, really? So we jumped a plane from Midway, went out there, called our buddy. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, well, we're at the airport. Oh, where are you going? No, at your airport. (laughs) We came to see you. So his kids have heard some silly stories, PG-13, silly stories. And so now I'm the cool uncle. So when they turn 21, they want me to go. With them to Vegas to show them Vegas.
1: You sure? Are you sure that they want Uncle John for their 21st birthday there?
0: I swear to God, dude. So here, uh, Brittany, a couple years ago, like I said, when she turned 21, um, I was at the gym. Maggie was working. We both got a text out of the blue from Brittany separately saying, hey, my 21st birthday is coming up. And uh, we're planning on going to Vegas. We'd really like if you joined us.
1: Uncle I, John's paying for the bottles. I,
0: <laughs> so it just it shocked the hell out of both of us. And uh, yeah, so we went out and had a great time. And so now it's Kimmy is turning 21 and a couple of years from now, another one. And, and they have a six-year-old. So I'm going to be like 85 by the yeah. time that person, by the time she turns. You
1: said it, not me.
0: Yeah, I know. Hey, well, have
1: fun. Happy birthday to Kimmy. Kimmy, Yep. Um, I will hook you up with some folks in Vegas to yeah. show you guys a good
0: time. I appreciate that. We've got, I've got a couple things already lined up uh, through some of my connects out there, but I know you're very well connected as well. So
1: I just go to Vegas a lot and do dumb things. So, hey, man. It's, um, it's somewhat connected in Vegas now.
0: There's nothing wrong with it.
1: Um, any shout-outs before we get into our awesome guest who I'm excited to talk to? Uh, John well, always one ups me so I'm going to let yeah. him go first because I literally this is going to be on the fly my shout outs oh. I want him to go first now You've because he always one week. ups You've me had a whole
0: week to think, it out. think about it I'm
1: going to see how good yours are this week
0: oh my gosh don't take the ones I'm thinking of oh no uh, well naturally I want to shout out to Kimmy uh, for her birthday coming up it's going to be a fun time I'm very honored to be invited and uh, w- looking forward to the trip and then uh Last week, naturally, it was, it was Thanksgiving, and we did a couple of family get-togethers, and everybody was so gracious, and a lot of good food, a lot of good family, uh, a lot of wine, and uh, so to all those people, I'd like to say thank you. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you run with all it. Right.
1: I was gonna do a shout-out to our guest from last week, Gary, who came on. I uh, after the show, we got a lot of people who. Um, reached out and were very blown away by the show and then him taking the time to talk to us. So shout out to Gary uh, McCarthy and his staff for taking that hour to come talk to us because he had a really crazy day and he had to go get his kids and he was really busy. So he carved that hour out for us, and that was really cool. Uh, Shout-out to my Main Street folks. I don't usually shout-out to my own office, but our holiday party is next Friday, and our staff has been busting their butt to get this thing set up and ready to go. Um, I know you're coming with Maggie. Hopefully, Michaela graces us with her presence. Um, But, um, yeah, there's a uh, a lot that goes into planning these things, and they've been awesome all year, and uh, everything they've done the entire year has – uh, really kick butt. We became Inc. 5000's fastest growing companies this year and I almost never ever talk about our own stuff here but uh, shout out to the Main Street staff and agents for making this year a pretty kick butt year for us.
0: Very good. Looking forward to the party.
1: It's usually drunk. Main I Street will. parties <laughs> go forever and ever and ever.
0: Usually. I will just be sobering up from Vegas so I can roll right into that. That's perfect. Just, yeah. Beat absolutely. your hangover. No kidding.
1: Well our guest, we have one guest today, and uh, her and I could talk for hours, so we'll try to keep it to what's left of the hour. Uh, Michaela Gordon is, I'm lucky enough to call her one of my good friends, one of my really close friends. Um, she's uh, a part of the From Now On project, which is an incredible charity. We're gonna hear from, it, from her about it. Hashtag Now, which is a new initiative, and nobody else has heard about it. We're hearing about it first today on Main Street. And she's a business owner, she works at App Properties. Michaela, thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks on? for having me, I appreciate it.
1: Um, Talk to us about From Now On first, and then we'll get into all the amazing things you do. Tell us what it is, because I don't want to butcher it, because it's amazing.
2: (laughs) Okay, so um, I guess the big umbrella organization is called um, From Now On Foundation. Um, Now that has two arms, one of which is called the From Now On Project. Um, what we do is we help kids from the ages of four and 14 who are grieving the loss of somebody in their family. Um, it needs to be somebody immediate. So whether it's a caregiver, a parent, sibling, something like that, um, so they are grieving that loss. And what we do is we kind of go into their home and we do a lot of, um, kind of emotional learning with the child and get them to start, um, understanding how they're feeling and understanding the things they like and dislike about their own personal space in their home. Um, and then through that work, we allow the children to uh, design their own space. So if they have their own bedroom, it can be that. If not, then we kind of work with the family and figure out a space in their home um, that can be designated for them. Um, and we allow the kids to, to design it fully the way they want it, regardless of what that means um, for an adult. Uh, and then once the kids have kind of solidified that design, uh, my team and I figure out, how to move mountains to make it happen, and then we go ahead and build it.
1: It's uh, I love it. For those of you who have not seen some of the projects Michaela's done, go on her website, follow her on social media, and, and go Please. to her events. <laughs> and go to her events. So Michaela throws these amazing events. They have sometimes like like the coolest Chicago performers. We I mean, try. You we guys, try. <laughs> you guys bring in like the big guns. So, like yeah. every time, yeah. it's like, last time you had somebody from Hamilton. Yeah,
2: our first big gala event, we had Miguel Cervantes who um, has now moved on from Chicago's Hamilton um, and is doing his own projects, but uh, he was actually Hamilton. Um, he played Hamilton um, for a couple years here in Chicago, so we had him um, perform along with some other big big names. Um, we We try. Yeah, and we try and bring some some flavor.
1: What's so cool is at all of your events, you have kids and past kids who you've helped impact, and, and she shows some of their projects, yeah. their rooms, and it's amazing what you do for them. How do you a How do you pick who who becomes who, the yeah. kid who gets mm-hmm. his room or her room fixed?
2: Um, there's a lot of criteria. Um, some of it has to do with age. Like I said, we're we're pretty specific as far as um, the age of the child. Um, the reason for that is on the low end, we want to be sure that they, uh, they sort of have the ability to at least somewhat vocalize, um, what's important to them. Um, and from the high end side of the age, um, the reason we focus for the from now on projects in the home is because, um, when children are a certain age, they are, a attached to some extent to their caregiver. Um, they they aren't allowed um, for safety reasons and for good reasons to sort of be out in the world on their own. And so, you know, when, when a loss occurs, um, a lot of times whoever is the new caregiver or maybe the the now main caregiver when maybe they had a counterpart in the past, um, they're focused on the, the the sort of necessities of making sure dinner is ready, making sure bills are paid, making sure work is done, things like that um and so the kids that are a bit younger they're sort of stuck in the house um because that caregiver doesn't have enough time to sort of maybe go to the park for two hours after school or um do some other activities that might uh, help stimulate that child's brain to kind of release some of its anxiety um and so on the high end we want to focus on the kids that are stuck at home and so When you start talking about a kid who's maybe 16, they might have a little bit more freedom to take themselves, you know, to the rec center or to the park or, you know, sign up for a basketball league. Um, And they don't need to go to that league um, or that rec center with an adult necessarily. And so they have that freedom to, to create some of these spaces that help them relieve anxiety without the adult.
1: That makes a lot of sense. I never, I I guess I didn't think about it enough to realize why there was that age gap, but that makes complete sense. And these kids are the most adorable kids. I mean, I've seen them come to your events and watching how much you've impacted change for them in a really tough situation. And most of them, like you said, it's loss of somebody very, very close to them. um, is really touching. I mean, I've been a supporter of uh, her uh, charity for a long time. I suggest you guys go take a look at it. John always puts on the um, websites and a bunch of links, so you'll see in the video a uh, link. You're putting the from now on foundation,
0: from now on project. Yep. Dot that, org. yep um, that's our on, site on there. Yep. Go
1: there, check it out. I think you have stories of the past yep. kids, which are yep. incredible to look at. Um, it's really touching, and I always and I. Hope you're okay talking about this, but Michaela started this from a place that's a lot of passion because it's something she went through. So she gets what these kids need. Do you want to tell kind of story of why you did this?
2: Absolutely. So, um, to start from the the beginning, um, I let's let's start all the way from the beginning if we're going to go there. Um, I have always been really spatial. when I was little, um, this is kind of the story I tell. Is most kids will draw the same thing. If you tell them, you just give them a piece of paper and a crayon, and you say, "Draw something." At a certain age, they're basically all going to draw the exact same thing. They're going to draw a square. They're going to draw a triangle on top of the square. They're going to draw two squiggly lines from the from the square and tell you it's a house. They might draw some people around it. It's the same picture every kid draws. By the way, it. that's
1: the same way I still draw this. 100% of everybody
2: draws it that way. And, and we start to draw it that way as children. I have never drawn that picture. I would draw these like weird origami shape things. Um, and my mom was such a big supporter of that. And she was like, You just keep drawing whatever that is that no one knows what it means. You just keep going. And as an adult, when I look back on those, all they are is their space. I'm just drawing depth, I'm drawing space, I'm drawing. Um, sort of three-dimensional things, but I'm, I'm starting to figure out that they're three-dimensional. I'm sort of, as a child, starting to understand what, you know, certain angles mean and what that means for that, for that box. It's not flat anymore. It's three-dimensional. Um, so I've sort of always had that innate, innate sort of understanding that it's not flat. Um, so starting from there, um, when I was about 10, my mom got sick the first time um and I spent a lot of time in my room um I understood again that my room was kind of my box and I could be in it and it was kind of like the safe sort of shelter which I can talk about I have a whole speech on the word shelter but um and I understood that to be my sort of cave um where the bad stuff couldn't come in to some extent um the older I got my mom got sicker and sicker and when I was 14 she passed away um during that time her and I uh sort of redecorated my room. Um, and again, now that I look back on it, I fully understand my obsession at the time with whatever I wanted my room to be, what it meant to me then. Um, now it makes perfect sense to me. I will tell you, until I did some of these projects with these kids, I didn't know what I was doing. Looking back in hindsight, I fully know what I was doing now. Um, but a lot of times, we'll see this with the kids, too, is they, they say stuff, and no one knows what it means until you start right. to apply it, and then it makes perfect sense. Um, So that was kind of my story. I spent a lot of time in my room um, basically until I was 18 and I was out of the house. Um, There was a lot of stuff that kind of went on until I was 18 that I was really uncomfortable with and I just kind of was patiently waiting for it to just all end. Um, And uh, I went to architecture school, graduated from architecture school, had no interest in being an architect. And the story basically goes is that I got my real estate license. I was walking to one of the App Properties offices. I was hit by a car. Um,
1: I didn't know that.
2: Oh, true story. I was hit by a car on Michigan Avenue. um, Was flipped onto the hood of the car, onto the ground. Um, I was wearing my mom's shoes that day. My shoes were flung across all of Michigan Avenue. Um, I was miraculously fine, like nothing. My ribs... The doctors say they weren't cracked. They were acting like they were cracked. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do a lot of things for a long time. But on the scans, they were not cracked. Um, as far as the doctors were, were concerned, like there was not an inch of me that was touched from me flying, you know, it's on crazy. the cars. And, and you're back. tiny,
1: by the I'm, way. Yeah, so... For people <laughs> who are only watching this, Michaela is a little, little human. just crazy. It's miraculous.
2: Um, it was, it was crazy. Like my shoes took the brunt of what occurred. Um, and they were my mom's. So if you believe in things... America. think what you want on that um and while I was at my family attorney's house trying to figure out that night what to do and I was very um well medicated in pain meds I blurted out that I had this idea to start this organization and I had had the idea for many years and I had just never told anybody and so for better or worse I was high and I told somebody and now <laughs> he's my founding member
1: that's quite, first of all, there's uh, a lot of incredible things in there. I did not know, I, I obviously I've known Michaela for a long time, so I knew the backstory about her mom, which, again, um, from an absolute tragedy, you've taken it, you've learned so much about it, And you've created something incredible to help other people. So a lot of people take bad situations and they don't take them and flip them into something that you've done, which is incredible. My
2: sort of stance on that is you have the option to be happy or you have the option to be miserable. Um, And there's a lot of work on both ends of that, like mental and emotional work that goes into both ends of that. Um, But if you were, you know, if you're alive, then you have some responsibility there as far as I'm concerned. And so. I've just spent a lot of time making sure that my impact is positive.
1: You know, you embody the idea of giver's gain so much because you're taking a lot of time away from, you know, being a businesswoman. We'll get into that in a second. (laughs) Um, But you spend so much of your time and effort to help others because you went through something that you now understand. And I'm sure when you're around these kids, and I've seen you around them, so I know you would have this impact, but... You're able to then relate to them. You're able to understand, totally. like you said, like the, the space that you have in a home, how that impacted you. It might be totally different than the space I had when I grew up, and I was just like, "Okay, oh, here's my bedroom? Right. I have Some cars in there, and totally. that's my place to go get away from my parents, or right. you know, just go away when my sister's annoying me. You know, right? Not, not that my sister watches the show. <laughs> not that you annoyed me growing up, Sheena. She's gonna be pissed.
2: But all siblings annoy know each other.
1: But you had a completely different understanding of that, and you're going. Yeah for the most part, to people who cannot afford to create the space for them, I think, right?
2: Um, So I will tell you that we do not have a requirement that has to do with finances whatsoever. Um,
1: It's just the story.
2: Yeah, it's the story. Um, There is a certain timeline on things. Like we won't do a project if the loss has occurred within a certain amount of months because I just think it's so raw that I'm not going to get any useful content. I'm just going to get like pure sadness. There's not going to be any evolution to it yet. Um, it's, you're getting more of the shock than you are of like the true emotional stuff. Um, but we don't do anything that has to do, or we don't have any criteria that has to do with finances. Okay. Um, all kids. Yeah. That being said, um, I personally review every case before we take it. Um, I would say that even if a family has an abundance of money, um, If, for example, the person that has been taking care of those children disappears um, overnight in some kind of freak accident, whatever it is, um, whoever is left to take care of them might not know how and might not know how to hear what they're saying regardless of how much money they have. So yeah, they might be able to build it, but I'm not convinced that they can get to that place because they can't do this work in the beginning.
1: Um,
2: And so I'm I'm not willing to, to use money as a factor of why somebody hears or does not hear a child.
1: I love that. I I love that. I'm learning a lot. I I know a lot about what you guys do, but I'm learning a lot during this conversation. And what's crazy interesting is it's almost like you said, you never intended on being an architect, but somehow path led you to be learning the yeah. trait of being an architect, because I've watched you kind of design these things back, and yeah. you're a very talented architect, <laughs> and me or John, we would draw a, I'm speaking for John, we would draw the stick figure room with a right. triangle on top and maybe some stick figures. I don't even know if you I would have artist. to practice. Yeah, <laughs> I would Just have to practice. But for you to be able to conceptualize a space yeah. as an architect, you can really bring that thing to life, whereas the average person who might even have your passion can't piece it all together and come up with such an amazing
2: product yeah I think inherently some people are spatial and some people aren't um it's the same way how you know some people inherently can be writers and others can't it's just a natural sort of gift that they have um yeah I just I will tell you like I was awful at school like I was the worst the fact that I graduated is literally probably
1: kind of shocking to me I'm the
2: worst um my graduation is probably credited to my friends more than my own personal like ability. Like the amount of cheating that went on and to get me through is shocking. Um, But the one thing that professor after professor said to me was I'm really good at understanding humans and how they interact with space. If you need me to like calculate the load of like snow on the roof, I have a friend who can do it. Right. I know his number by heart. But, like, I probably can't.
1: Let the chef do the cooking. Yeah.
2: Like, I just know how humans use space and, um, and how space interacts with human beings on a sort of emotional level. I yeah, think that I an, know nothing.
1: I think it's a probably very unique and powerful ability that you have because I don't think – i think, I'm sure there's people who have very good spatial understandings yeah. of space. But being able to then relate that to how people understand space and how space affects people—that's yeah. a—that's a whole totally. higher level of understanding. One hundred percent. I think you've probably gone through so many life experiences to allow you to be able to understand. It. Because I, I, and I don't know, I'm not a yeah. scientist. I've never <laughs> had any research on this, but I cannot imagine somebody who's just good at space can do the job that you do with relating it to human emotions. Like yeah, there's I think I have
2: it. like this weird combo of like. I don't have a psychology degree, like I don't have any of that, but just from personal experiences, I take what I've learned on the quote-unquote psychology side um, and the work I still to this day do on that side and I try and combo it with my understanding of space, um, which is actually kind of a good lead-in because in my opinion, that's literally the definition of selling real estate.
1: Interesting. I (laughs) I should learn because... I guess, the, lo- the more you real talk real about it, too. you're going
2: to figure out it's the exact it's the exact definition.
1: Question for you: You guys always have an amazing amazing events coming up. Anything that people can help with? I- I'm getting a lot of people commenting. Michaela Rock, <laughs> thank you for what you do. That's uh, so sweet. Love this organization. From I love that. On project 100. percent Your mom was there with you. Um, some incredible comments. So
2: thank you. Um,
1: what do you guys have coming up where people can jump in and support? Sure.
2: So um, we do. Uh, our kind of baseline is that we help four children a year, um, minimum four. So if that means that there is only one child in a family that we're helping, then you know, that's an individual project. If that means there are three children in a family, then that's bundled um, and it counts that way. Um, But generally it's one a quarter. So um, Q1 of 2019 will be our next project. Um, We always have community volunteer days. Um The best way to hear about them is through our emails and social media. If you follow us on social, um, I would say Instagram is probably your best bet. Um, we're posting on there constantly um, about events and then also just like inspirational stuff, looking at cute kid rooms and yeah, giving people adorable. ideas. Um, and that's at from now on project. okay. Um, that's always the best place to just hear about what's going on and jump in. and then um, if you actually want to DM us, on app from now on project with your email address we can add you to our email blasts um and there are newsletters that go out with that um info and just kind of updates on what, what's going on
1: and people can go on the site they can donate they can they buy can. swag you guys have pretty cool we swag. Do. You got like the yeah
2: so pop. on our website um we're kind of just starting out the swag thing we're gonna see how it goes um but since it is like minus a million degrees outside uh we have new uh, fleece headbands. Um, on the site. If you want to buy those, we've got pop sockets um, for do you your have phone. A pop socket on her? I do. I have a pop socket oh, on the back of my phone.
1: Grabbing her phone, my T Rex arms here. <laughs> I
0: don't know if John's gonna There's go. There's a me. cute
2: little pop socket yeah. on there that You're I broke. It? There it is.
0: I so. never knew what what that was called well I was now you know i'm here yeah. to
2: educate it's called pop Sock.: <laughs> yeah it's
1: uh so you don't drop your uh, iphone see so you yeah do for do people with
2: little fingers that can't like wrap around the whole phone or that's fat what that's for.
1: fingers like me
2: uh, that too um <laughs> so we have swag on there you can purchase that um and obviously that money goes straight back to the organization um you can go on the site uh and donate basically every single page on the site has a donate button yeah um so you don't have to look too far um, and all that money, again, goes back to these projects um, and will soon go towards our next initiative.
1: Great lead in. Bumped <laughs> set for me to Spike. What is the next okay. initiative?
2: So as I mentioned, From Now On Projects focuses um, on ages 4 to 14. Um, and kind of the older I get um, and the more involved I get uh, in Chicago politics, but also just like life in Chicago and what that looks like. Um, and some of the social issues that exist in this city, um, I found it increasingly harder to sleep. Um, knowing that I'm helping a group of kids at a certain age group that exists um, may be in abundance in this city. And I'm not addressing the older age group. Um, and so there's a scale kind of issue in that as well. But um, we are calling it hashtag now. Um, it is in the very early kind of stages of it, but kind of keep a lookout um, for it. It will be probably launching in the summer of 2019 for real, like people will start seeing it. Um, but basically, we are working to create a curriculum for um, high schools in Chicago. Um, it will be for kids, basically freshman through senior, depending on that age group. Sometimes it's a little older than 18, um, just depending on what their trajectory through school has looked like. Um, and it will be an elective class that, um, students are put into either by the principal in the school or, um, maybe one of their other teachers nominates them. And the students will be, um, very specifically students who have suffered some kind of loss. Um, again, sibling, um, maybe close cousin, you know, people they've grown up with. Um, and the, the class will basically do the same thing that from now on project does but it will do it over the course of a semester or a year depending on um how the school organizes their curriculum Uh, and the end project the students will build with the help of my organization but the students will be creating something that will either go into their school or into their community wherever their school is located um and they will have and it will be again a big sort of um Spatial thing Um, it's a little hard always to define what the kids make because it's not mine. They're making it so it's hard for me to um, Verbalize sometimes or articulate what they're going to create because I don't really know ahead of time Um, But they will work together to learn to um, Process their grief Verbalize and articulate their grief and then use it in a positive manner to create something that is out there um, either for their school or their community Um, and then because they are older, they, they get to learn a little bit about creation and using their hands to make things and, um, those skills to kind of get some of that energy out of them.
1: You're incredible. I mean, it's, um, I think (laughs) John's shaking his head. I mean, no, it's true though. It, It, for you to take your passion, obviously helps so many people between those ages and then. Like you said, I know it keeps her up at night <laughs> to keep yourself up at night, worrying about the rest of the kids. Yeah. And then coming up with a curriculum, which it's it's an incredible idea to begin with. And so, um, John and I, I'm sure, will get behind this, and so Thank will anybody you. else listening that knows and loves you. But, um, To be able to launch that soon, especially, and I agree with you, in a city that probably really needs it. I mean, last week we had Gary McCarthy on and we talked about how um, there's a lot of schools that really need um, help. And you're helping them in a very unique way. You're not only helping the schools, but you're also continuing to help somebody who's uh, grieving a loss and giving them not just an ability to... um, Understand that loss and verbalize it, but also learn a skilled trade of some sort, you know, uh, because that's important. I mean, Gary actually touched on that. He said, you know, a lot of areas like uh, teaching somebody a skilled trade is so important. And you've been trying to figure out how to do that. It's unbelievable. I mean, you just, um, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's uh, how much effort you put into caring about everybody else um, and doing so much good. To me is awe inspiring. You inspire you. me, so I love it. Anything coming up with that that we can help with?
2: Um, I, I I would say that if um I don't know you know obviously who's listening or whatnot, but um if you do, the whole work in, world is if, listening. The whole world is listening. Um, you know if you do work in the education field or if um you know you are close with a principal or somebody um on the back end of sort of the the school programming. Um, Those are always meetings I'm really happy to take and I've been taking a ton of them um, both with those sorts of people and also sort of um, city leaders um, and activists uh, that that could really help shape this thing into what I really would like it to be and um, make sure it has the effect on the group of children that I think it really needs to affect.
1: Awesome. John has a question. I didn't know what you were doing over there. John sometimes gives me uh, like signs and cues on whiteboards is there and like,
2: stuff. <laughs> He's like a cheerleader got, back yeah, there jumping up he and down. He does
1: literally have like a, like a cheer <laughs> And uh, he put a question mark, and okay. it just means John has a question.
2: John has a question. I'm listening. Uh,
0: so my question is, I know Mo touched on it a moment ago, as far as how people can get involved. Yeah. Um, so when... The construction is actually going on. Yes. Can people come out and join yes. and Join with you? Totally. Paint and yes, absolutely. And-
2: so we have what we call install day and then sometimes we have a separate day which is reveal day. Okay. Um, those two days, depending on the size of the project, sometimes that's one day, sometimes they're two separate sure. days. Those are actually the day that whatever the child has created is being mm-hmm. implemented. Okay. Um, and we always have uh, volunteer days and community days for the people to come out and help. Okay. Um, I will tell you that Depending on the size of the space, um, sometimes we have to limit how many people are actually there on that day because it's just too many humans. Um, However, prior to a reveal day, there's probably two to three weeks of creation of whatever is being created offsite. So sometimes we'll do that in a community center, things like that. Um, And we'll always have a volunteer community day. Um, And those things will always be posted on social media and in our newsletters. and so that's a way for, you know, people who do want to, you know, just spend a random Saturday, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's nothing glamorous. Like I'm oh. probably going to make you sand a bunch of wood for way longer than you'd ever like to <laughs> or paint something or, sure. um, you know, we did a huge, huge backyard. It was the longest few days, weeks really? of my life. Um, so I might make you do like, really mean physical labor
1: (laughs) john's really good at labor and he's handy i'm not
2: (laughs) (laughs) like we had i can't even explain to you what went into this backyard but um it was the summer and it was like one of that those heat stroke weekends it was like a hundred degrees and i had people out there for over 12 hours oh like i'm not saying you necessarily need to be there for 12 hours but Um,
1: Look at what you signed yourself up for, buddy. Um,
2: I signed
0: us. I signed us up. Moe is there to bring the
2: waters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think when people start to get involved, they almost, it's weird. Like, they can't leave. Right, right. I think I have, like, this incredible ability to guilt people into
1: You do. She really does. Exceptional at it.
2: I'm just... I have a Jewish grandmother and there's like something that I was just inherently born with to like Jewish guilt you into things. Um, And so when people are like, we're coming for three hours, they were like there for eight for some reason. And like, you know, my my carpenter who is like the greatest human on earth. He's our like lead GC on all of our projects. Like he had heat stroke. It was bad. But like, (laughs) This backyard was done on time. That's all I care. Hey,
1: Mo, can we borrow your truck to drive to Ikea and look around Ikea? Yeah, that was like one of of the first projects
2: we ever did. And And I was still trying to figure out how to get (laughs) transportation worked out. And I was like, I need a truck. Somebody give me a truck.
1: (laughs) Word has gotten around that Mo has a truck.
0: Yeah, a big one. We have since,
2: I'm going to shout out real quick. We have since, thank God, partnered with um, a moving company that. is really really helpful. We can shout them out if you want. Can we sure. shout them out? Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, shout out whoever
1: you want. Huh? New city, new city, new city. Shout out to our, our yeah, buddies, shout right? out new to city. New City.
2: Um, they're amazing. They yeah. even help to like organize our events and make sure that I'm crazy with the events as well. Like I'm the biggest micromanager there ever was. People probably hate working for me. Um, they brought all the things I wanted to the event and made sure that it was done on time and done the right way. And they're incredible. So b- big shout out to that. I mean, they're huge b- shout out to that
1: Big, them. Cha- big, big supporters of charity. Yes,
2: absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't need your truck any longer. I have a full moving company now.
1: Thanks. <laughs> no, New City. Yeah. Thanks. New <laughs> yeah. City. Thanks again. Yeah. Right. Um, that's awesome. I mean, John, I agree. We should, I, I think you were sort of volunteering us to go help. I, I, I agree. I help her out. Um, you know, everything from the donations to your time if you don't have the money to donate donate some time yeah
2: that's it's honestly the time is even not to say it's more important than the money because obviously without the money i can't go get anywhere but um time is it's really really one of the harder hardest things for us to find is um not just volunteers, but people to show up when they say they're going to show up and give the time they say they're going to give.
1: Yeah, and it's share them. you know, Follow them on social media. This is, you know, all charity is good charity. I, 99% of charity is <laughs> right. good charity. For most of it's for a good cause. What Michaela does and her passion behind her charity comes from a very honest, true place. And I've watched the things she's done at these events. I've watched the kids show up and how impacted right. they've been. It, it's really touching... I watched literally, and I'm not. This is no exaggeration. Michaela was giving her talk at her last event, and I kid you not, there was not a dry eye in the crowd, including mine. Including, (laughs) but you're so passionate, and you were like self conscious about the fact that you cried. And I'm like, what do you like? It comes across so passionate, and all of us were sitting there like. Uh, like just completely, <laughs> you know. Um, okay,
2: not so I have an rest. ability to make everyone cry. <laughs> she really
1: does. She's, guilty, she's very good at it. Guilty
0: and yeah, weeping. It's inc-
2: it's
1: yeah, incredible. <laughs> it's Great. uh Yeah, she can make you feel really guilty and she can make you cry. Awesome, yes. She must be a peach to date. <laughs> oh my goodness. Total other one-hour topic with Michaela if we got into it. <laughs> different kind of show. Yeah, totally it's different Totally show. different kind
2: of show and I'm not going to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, she could get me back just as fast if she wanted to. So we won't that. Yep, So
2: we should just move on. moving we
1: along. Move move on. Stop it! You know, and I will come back to charity a little bit at the end there. But uh, again, we love the charity. Uh, Follow both. And I can't wait to follow what's going on with hashtag now. This is going to be very cool. It's like the um, the next movement of the next age of people with the same idea. So that's very cool. Let's talk about you as a business person because you do so much with the charity. You have an architecture background, but you're also (laughs) a kick butt successful businesswoman, which is really cool. when did, so you got into real estate. I actually didn't know how you got into real estate. You yeah. got into it because you were an architect and you kind of fell into it?
2: Kind of, yeah. I, um, also, like a really crazy story, I'm not going to tell. But you didn't get hit by a car I again, did I didn't, but somebody got me my real estate job, basically. Um, I, uh, when I graduated from school, I kind of told my family, like, back off. <laughs> they, they wanted me to finish gra- architecture school, and I did it basically for them. Um, and so when I graduated, I was like, here, here's my paper. I did what you wanted Now leave me alone. Um, and my birthday's in September. So I graduated in May and I said, by my birthday, I'll have it figured out until then. I don't want to talk to you about it. And like, if you bring it up, I'm going to push the deadline. Um, and so no one talked to me about it and everyone just kind of let me do my thing. Um, and let me have some fun. And, um, I was kind of toying with the idea of, um, moving to Southern California. I kind of spent half of my teenage years in Southern California. Um, And so I really wanted to go there and I thought I was gonna get an architecture job there and just bite the bullet. Um, And at the time I was dating somebody and he wanted me to stay. Um, And so he found, I had always kind of talked about real estate but just didn't know what to do with it. Um, And he had found an architect who was a realtor (laughs) Um, and basically got me an interview. And then I left that interview with a job um, on this person's team. Um, and they worked for app properties. And so I went and got my real estate license, um, which inevitably let, led me to you Yeah, because I met our good friend in my real estate class. Yeah. Um,
1: you can name her. I told her to watch. You oh, okay. Watch. So
2: I met one of my best friends, Lindsay in my real estate class. Um, and she is now part of our whole crew. Um, but so that's kind of how I fell into real estate. And then, um, the minute I was in real estate, I realized that like architecture really wasn't for me. I think I really realistically lasted like eight months with him doing real, or I'm sorry, uh, architecture wasn't for me. And I think I lasted about eight months doing architecture projects with him in addition to real estate. And I was like, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks. Um, but design was always for me, Um, and so I've kind of evolved it all into what makes the most sense for me, which is helping people rehab, Um, and so kind of my niche to some extent is um, helping people buy properties um, that need gut rehabs um, and purchasing those properties knowing exactly what that gut rehab is going to end up looking like, because I think uh, what a lot of people end up falling into is their realtor tells them probably's on a lot of stuff. They buy the property, they go hire the architect, and then all those probably's turn into no's or really, really costly yeses, And suddenly the project has to completely change um, to fit into the budget. Uh, And to some extent, I can avoid those things for people.
1: And I tell, and, and that's such a great value to add. Totally. I get so many people that reach out to me all the time. They're like, Mo, I, I want to be a real estate investor. And I'm like, okay, what kind of real estate investor? And they watch H E T V and they think they can yep. rehab and they watch Flip or Flop so and they think it's cute because the two of them were cute until right, they got divorced, right, I guess. Right. But people come to me all the time and I ask them, do you have the people necessary to help you get the flip done? If you don't, go buy and hold real estate. Don't come and flip. No, that's not the right avenue for you because one wrong turn can completely fuck up your budget and can completely end you being a real estate investor for a long time. Totally.
2: You can be so upside down that like now you have to hold the property for X amount of years just to break even. And like the stress of it is a whole different conversation. Um, Or if they have hard money loans, you can go under. Yeah. So it's a, it's not um, something to just play with um you know i think changing the cabinet color and the backsplash in a kitchen is a very different conversation than taking the roof off of a house building a second story and putting the roof back on yeah um you know when adding bedrooms and bathrooms and starting to really change the value of the home by more than you know eight thousand dollars i can help you change the colors of your kitchen but what i'm really great at is taking the roof off your house putting a second story adding two three bedrooms and bathrooms and now completely changing the evaluation and like the entire like concept of your home and making it something that either you can sell or that your family can now live in comfortably and fits in your budget where maybe you couldn't purchase what you needed in your price point from the beginning
1: and I can count on my hand and I mean this and I I come across more realtors than almost anybody at least from a knowing them between yeah. my law yeah, firm yeah. and my my uh real estate company I can count on my hand how many agents I know that can actually have that skill set and you're one of them totally. I mean it, it's not out there so if you're looking to buy a place renovated either to live in or flip it give her a buzz because I can't uh, <laughs> I can't stress enough one f up or a series of them can literally yeah, bankrupt you.
2: Totally, or put
1: you way underwater. Totally.
2: I can. I mean, the best story is like, uh, this is a story of my, you know, my sister. Right. So like, if there was ever pressure to make sure I did this right, my sister is the pressure. Working
1: on your family stuff. Totally,
2: because like they're gonna hate you faster than like any client is gonna hate you. Uh, clients yeah. tend to give you a little bit more leeway than like your family. Most. Um, you know my my sisters. We literally took a home that was a hundred years old that basically hadn't been updated and call it a hundred years, and tried to make it into like a modern you know four bedroom house. Um, originally, maybe it was two bedroom like this this thing wasn't livable for like today's world. um but we did it on a budget that like wasn't enormous by any means to like I said, take the roof off a house at an entire level, put a new roof on it, make the whole house look right from the outside, and still be under or at value for what that house is worth today. Um, and, and those things can happen in, in phases, or they can happen all at once, just depending on how your financing works out. But um, you know, with her, it was really important that she has a growing family. And it was really, really important that we got her the house she wanted in the neighborhood she wanted. But we kind of cheated the system. You can't buy a turnkey-ready house on a budget it's just not possible
1: not in this market you can't so no if
2: you you know if you need that sort of typical suburban house you know that can house a growing family and you want it modern buying it on a budget is not happening
1: uh-uh. um, buying it even on a good I you know, know buying from... it
2: under budget isn't happening no. so you it's it's a skill set for sure and it's um it's nerve wracking, but it's also like the one thing I know I can do.
1: Well, you can do a lot. You're you're <laughs> you're you're selling yourself short. You can do that exceptionally, but you're also an exceptional real estate agent. Um, I have worked with Michaela on a lot of stuff. Us on the legal side, her on the um, real estate side, and she's incredibly hardworking. The passion she has for everything she does, whether it be her. Uh, charities or her just passion—you can tell I'm just talking to Michaela, <laughs> she's passionate. But she's like that on every real estate transaction yeah. too. You take care of every client yeah. way more than the average agent does by a lot.
2: Yeah, You're passionate in everything. Totally. You do. I I would say this. Like I'm, I understand that marketing is important. Um, I understand that spending money to make money is important and is true to an extent. I will tell you that effort is free on my end. It doesn't cost me any money and yet it makes me money. So if I could spend a little less on make money or spend money to make money and put a little bit more time in and get a little bit more on the plus side, I'm okay with that.
1: Well, I was going to ask you for a piece of advice, but that's actually <laughs> a really strong piece of advice, um, especially for new realtors. I was going to ask you, uh, yeah. the question I was going to ask sure, you sure. was, uh, do you have a piece of advice for realtors who are just starting off? And I think you touched on something great. A lot of people who don't have a big budget to start off, yeah. where can you fill that budget gap? And you fill it with effort.
2: Yes, and and I think the best example of it, um, And I've been telling this to people recently because I don't know why everybody's asking me this question. Um, But I'm not... Okay, so there's kind of this idea to some extent if you start to sell a certain amount in theory, like you shouldn't do rentals anymore because your return on your time is so nominal in comparison to a sale um, that like you're working for free to some extent. And so it's a waste of time and maybe you should be going and getting buyers and sellers and um, making a little bit more dollar per hour. Uh, And my response to that is, okay, fine. However, I have to pay for marketing that way. And I could put the effort in and take this renter out. And I can guarantee in two years when they're ready to buy, they're going to use me because I've been their realtor for all their rentals that no one else wanted to take. They now know me personally. We chat on the phone. And I don't have to spend any money to market to them. Um, So... Maybe I took a loss on my dollar per dollar per hour sort of evaluation, but I also didn't spend any on the marketing side towards that client in the future. Um, and so I'm always going to do my rentals.
1: So I, here's what I think, and this is me just analyzing that because I'm crazy about analyzing realtors yeah, and their businesses. that's what you do. <laughs> what I hate about real estate coaches and real estate um I don't want to say just managing brokers yeah. generally because not all of them. But a lot of people who coach realtors is they take a very general idea and they apply it to every realtor. Totally. And they're like, you should uh, invest this or you should do this or you should buy this. People have different strengths. 100%. And this is why I always advocate one-on-one coaching is very important at a very high level because what works for you doesn't necessarily work for John. Agreed. doesn't work for me. 100%. You, your strength is in, rela- you're, you're so good at relationships and totally. your passion comes out. So you're investing a lot of time in relationship building. Yes. Whereas some people suck at relationships. I had a great question someone asked me and if you're a realtor that doesn't have a good personality role, <laughs> well, you're fucked because this was a really interesting question. That's not asked true
2: me. actually. You can sit behind a computer and be good to go and spend a bunch of money. But and- you have
1: to hire someone to be able to be the you person. Yes. For yeah, sure. Yeah, but
2: like you can pay them, you know, nothing.
1: Yeah, you have to hire that person. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing somebody asked me and it was a really good question was, Mo, what is one thing you cannot teach a business owner? I was like, Oh, that's kind of a good question. I actually don't know the answer to that. So I thought about it for a second. And I said, To be honest with you, I can't teach personality. I can yeah. teach somebody stuff and make them comfortable, right? right. In a situation. If you if I've I know you've Dance was something you did, but if I asked you a question about dance, you could talk about it comfortably because you know the material. So I can teach somebody knowledge to get them comfortable with the material, but I can't teach personality, and that's something you have in abundance and it's a strength because you have more than the average person does. So you're doing the right thing. You're using that
2: totally. And it took me a long time. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I am like this magical success story. You know, year one in real estate, I sold a bazillion dollars nobody like is not, they all lie
1: when they it's say all, that they're
2: and, and to be fair shit. there is you know the one or two that do do that um and they're incredible for for falling into their or learning their strengths so quickly um i have been victim of like trying to use everybody else's technique and it doesn't work for me and i finally just decided at some point that in the nonprofit world i've said this since the day i started my nonprofit will grow at my comfort like my comfortability rate. I think I just made up a word. But like it's going to grow gonna at the rate that I'm comfortable with it growing and at the rate that I am growing. I don't care what the sort of marks are of how fast it's supposed to grow per statistics. Um I think in real estate that's a little tricky because everything is sort of this competition with everybody else.
1: Which I think is crazy.
2: Which is insane. Um and, and I get it, right? Like everybody uses that to try and get more clients and whatever. I get it. But uh, I think when you do that, you sort of inherently stunt yourself because you're not learning what works for you. You're just taking everybody else's positive and trying to put it on yourself. And it's not going to work. They don't have my personality. I don't have their, you know, their whatever they have.
1: Yeah, you have all the rest of their stuff too. But you're I mean, everybody has
2: a strength, right? And everybody has a weakness. Some people
1: don't have the strengths. They're not well-rounded. It's true.
2: That's fair, too. Um, I'm very clear on my weaknesses, uh, but I'm also really clear on my strengths. And that's taken me some time, too. So I would always just tell people, regardless of what you're doing, if it's in real estate, if it's you know starting a company, whatever it is, try your best to silence the noise because it's actually what's going to screw you up. Just like stick your course and know that, like, as long as you keep going down the path of least resistance for you personally, you'll be fine. I love that.
1: We've we've had a lot of good advice on this show, and <laughs> I love that because nobody we've had a lot of repeat advice yeah, too, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is fine because a lot of times it, the same true. thing it's works right. for yeah. the same person. But for you, that's very different. Before, because you and I could go for hours before yeah, we, we finish. Can. I got to find some stuff about Michaela. Oh, well, I know God. most things about you, but
2: <laughs> well, you didn't know I here. got hit by a car.
1: I didn't know that. That's crazy, and I didn't know you weren't hurt. Yeah. But as Maggie said, I do believe that your mom was with you because uh, that is an I mean, there's story. just
2: no, What happened that day doesn't make any sense. Like, none of it makes any sense.
1: I, I flipped the car one time. I hit a tree and I, the tree saved me from going across in the oncoming traffic and it landed me in a median. Yeah. It like it stopped me from going things across. Things like this don't
2: make any sense. Like, they're freak not situations. A,
1: not a mark on my body. Yeah,
2: that's exactly... Not a mark exactly. on my
1: passenger's body we should have been dead. When you see the car, you imagine. Totally. Actually, somebody bought the car in an auction, found out there was a seat in the car and called the mechanic shop that I had used to take the car to and said, hey, my condolences to whoever was in the car, but do you have X, Y, and Z? They're like, oh, he's fine. The guy called me. He's like, we were so scared to call because we thought you died. I go, I didn't right. have a mark on me. So I agree with you. It's some Sometimes things are unexplainable yeah. and they happen for totally. that reason. Um, favorite place to travel?
2: Okay, so... I have two. I guess um, Southern California is like my happy place. At so much of my life, when things were just garbage, um, and I really just didn't understand how to function after my mom died, and you know, stuff was really um, when she was sick, and after she had died, I spent my summers in Southern California, um, and so Southern California has always just been like a when everything's wrong, just get on the plane.
1: We're in Southern California, Orange
2: County. Okay. The OC um, get on a plane, go. It'll be better when you get there. Uh, for better or worse, like it's always worked. Like the second I get there, somehow, like the anxiety level drops. Um, but my favorite place that I've been in the world is Tel Aviv. Okay. I've never been. Uh, it's basically Miami, mixed with culture. It's like culturally kind of Miami but like vibey kind of like New York. Okay. So it's like New York and Miami together on the beach. It's incredible.
1: It's tough for me because I don't really like New York that much and I really don't <laughs> like Miami. That's but a, if you like those two, it seems like a it's perfect It's like the blend. good of
2: the two together okay. and without the bad of the two.
1: Okay, perfect. Very it's cool. It's not as like
2: crowded and dirty and annoying, but there's like movement the way New York has, and then there's a little less insanity than Miami, but it's got like the good stuff in the culture of Miami.
1: Good. All right, well, favorite shot, and I'm wondering if you're going to say our group's favorite
2: shot. <laughs> that is not my favorite shot. That's oh, everyone else's favorite Catherine shot. Catherine
1: Holbrook's going to be so Catherine's going
2: to cry in a corner right now. Actually, no, because her favorite shot is what you – no. That's my you, tequila shot. Yeah, It's she's, the tequila shot that you guys like to throw at the wall. Um, I'm, I'm, let, I'm, me,
1: let me clarify that. We don't throw shots at the wall. Yeah, let's hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Federales, uh-huh.
2: there is You throw a, shots at the wall.
1: <laughs> you throw shots at an, like a bell. Have you ever been there, John? I have not. So you take an <laughs> ice shot. Okay. And then you throw... The shot
2: glass is made of ice. Ice.
1: Nice. So it's in ice, and then right. you throw the ice shot glass at the bell. Okay. Kath, so we have You this. have to
2: be skilled enough to hit the bell, because otherwise you're throwing it at the wall. Well, how
1: how far are we talking? Uh, me to you. Okay. Yeah. So basically our distance. For people who can't yeah. see, 10 feet?
2: Yeah. yeah. 10, 10 12, 12, feet. 12 feet.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you, me, Michaela, Catherine, Lindsay and our buddy Nick, we have this thing, it's hashtag girl pack is the girls. I'm not one of the girl packs. So
2: the three girls is hashtag girl pack.
1: And then me and Nick are hashtag mostos, his last name and mine. So we uh, we drink from time to time together. And Catherine and <laughs> I throw these buddies. ice shots at this bell. So yes, it is our right. favorite shot. But Catherine and I have a second favorite shot. Catherine and I have very similar drinking habits. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, I am a very typical like Eastern European girl. Just give me a shot of chilled. Vodka. yeah i'm good to go no. all i ever want is a shot just of chilled just vodka. straight
0: uh, do you lemon drop it with the with the sugar and the
2: i don't need the calories do you
0: uh, i do not <laughs> i do not we no, had she's I I had yeah, no
2: i just need it chilled um okay. warm vodka isn't good for anybody no uh but gluten chill free yeah well gluten free is a whole different topic uh um, yeah, blah, chill blah, it blah. <laughs> chill the, gl- the shot and i'm good to go that being said my grandmother is 80 years old and takes shots of cognac at like, Ugh. any time of the day. So, you know, yeah. you have to we understand where I come from. Her.
0: No, yeah, my mom, uh, she's 80, well, 82. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she'll, she'll put no, back No, totally, my beam.
2: grandma was drunk for four days during her 80th birthday when her friends came into town. Like, you have to understand where I come from. It's not my fault.
1: <laughs> I want to party with her. It's funny, my mom, when we went to uh, London with her, she's going to kill me for saying this, actually, but... Um, when we got there, we had a long flight. So we start taking me, my sister, her, and some family members start taking some shots. This is normal. And my mom didn't realize they were double shots because they poured them in like, right, big right, glasses. Right. So Boom. three in was really six shots. And then we look at her and she's kind of like, like swaying <laughs> a little bit. Like, <laughs> we'll we got to put you to sleep before the rest of us go out. But looks like all of our family members drink a
0: lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, no, we're going to have a f- one hell of a big party someday. Um,
1: yeah. So we, the, our second favorite shot, we always go out <laughs> around the
0: Christmas holidays. I don't know if you've ever heard
1: of this shot. It's Christmas,
2: Christmas
1: in your in mouth. Your mouth. Mm. No, Christmas. it doesn't sound good, does to... it? It just—it it sound, sounds it, it delicious, sounds...
2: and then like the aftermath is awful. It's
1: minty and
2: it's blue. It
1: sounds kind of dirty.
2: Yeah, that's kind of like where it's just—it's dirty. The whole thing is dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's dirty. The shot is dirty. It's all dirty.
0: So it's minty and and what? It's—I just... mean,
2: it's gotta. It's—I don't know what it's a thick. gotta It says it's shot. like it's milky. Um, it's bad. The whole yeah. thing is bad, and this it's called yet. Christmas in your mouth. <laughs> this is getting worse. It's and, thick uh, It's milky.
1: It's Mo in insists mouth.
2: that we take lots of it.
0: Really?
1: Well, I always <laughs> insist that we take a lot of shots everywhere I know <laughs> Johnny's just commented so many ice shots. Remember taking double shots at my place? Uh, Maggie says. Is it, Maggie says it's blue? Question mark? Yes, it's yeah, blue. Yeah, it is. It is Maggie's blue. John's girlfriend. So you're gonna have oh. to take John to go get. Christmas in your mouth shots. Well, well
2: maybe
0: in Vegas.
1: No, I don't <laughs> no. they only have I them think here. it's
2: just at um the spa here. It's like their own special show. Oh really? I think. Yeah.
1: No. Oh um, we're out of time, but before we go, um, I want to reiterate again Kay. from now on project yep. dot org.
2: Dot org at from now on project.
1: At from now on project. And you guys can go on there. You guys can donate your time. You can Please. buy some swag. You can yes. donate some money. Yes. Michaela's events that come up, attend them. They're packed houses. They're amazing. Try to support them as much as you can. Everything she does really um, comes from the heart. It helps so many people. And it's it's one of the most passionate things you're ever going to attend. Watching her there is, like I said, there's usually (laughs) not a dry eye. She does a very good job of making you guys do what she wants, but also inspiring and touching people when she's telling her story. So thank you, Michaela, for coming on. Thank uh, you for
2: having me. I really appreciate it.
1: You're inspiring. I'm lucky to call you a friend. John, at the end of our shows, is going to start announcing our next week's shows. I
0: am. So John, what do you got coming up? I am going to ask just one more quick (laughs) question, though. Yeah, absolutely. And that question is, I know you said that you give notice when people can come out and volunteer. a week, two weeks, how long do you um, Yeah, get it'll people?
2: usually so I will tell you we're gonna work on getting a little bit better about it. Okay. Um it's a little tricky because I don't know what we're building until like two weeks before it's installed.
0: Oh, I you. Gotcha. Because oh, the so kids has to create it's a really quick turnaround. So it's
2: a very quick turnaround. Oh wow. Um and okay. so it can be a little chaotic and a little tricky, but sure. we're we're trying to make that transition a little bit easier. Okay. I would say it's usually about two weeks. Oh, um two weeks notice yeah, uh okay. before you know, volunteer day, whenever that is. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm going to plug two more things if that's okay. I'm yeah, sorry. plug I'm away. A that's what we're here for. Um, there, so there's always the community volunteer day. We are working on kind of creating corporate volunteer days. So mm-hmm. if you run a company or you, you know, are a part of a company where you guys know you do stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, please do reach out to us. What we will do is basically when a project is um, in creation, we will designate certain activities for that corporate volunteer day mm-hmm. um, to get stuff done, Earlier rather than all in the back end of those two weeks. And then I can kind of break up the the build, whatever it is we're building. Um, But again, it's kind of hard for me to tell these people in advance what we're doing because I don't know. Um,
1: Just agree to donate your time. Yeah. Just like
2: agree to donate your time and know that I'll fill it up. But I just can't tell you what it is until you have heat stroke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Until um, you have heat stroke. And then I might give you a water (laughs) um, if you ask nicely. And Mo brings it. Um, And the second thing, oh, the second thing is um, we are building our auxiliary board for the From Now On Project. Mm -hmm. Um, If that is something that you are interested in participating in, if you are looking for um, a board of a nonprofit that you'd like to be a part of, um, again, please reach out to us. Um, You can email us at fromnowonproject at gmail.com. You can DM us. You can... Message us on the site. You can find us anywhere. We've got people covering all of the um, communication lines. Find awesome. us. Okay. Uh, talk to us. Tell See us Michaela
1: out taking a chilled shot of vodka. Approach her. <laughs> ask her about I how will, to get involved. Yeah,
2: we're trying to build this board. Um, I'd like to get it built by before the end of January. Okay. Um. So, if you know you're listening and you maybe wanted to get involved with an organization and you just didn't know how yet, um, joining an auxiliary board is a really great way to do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's awesome. a great way to give your input and give back yeah. to an amazing, totally. amazing cause. Very much. All right. Well, John, that what was, do you got? Thank you for all that. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Thanks for letting me do that. Oh, last absolutely. There. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We don't like
1: nobody shuts us off here at <laughs> Wheelhouse. No. we don't have anybody saying, "Hey, no. you got to go." Yeah, no. Nobody can tell us what we can and cannot plug.
2: That's true.
0: I do have vodka back here. By the way, I, is it Tito's?
2: <laughs> I get like I'm kind of like oh, picky, and so it's got to
0: be a certain temperature. Oh, it's got to be a certain like, label. That I'm putting out
2: right now. <laughs> That'll no, be. no Tito's. Um, well then I'm good then.
0: <laughs> all right,
1: all we have proper right. 12 whiskey over there too.
2: You guys do. do. I see that actually. It's
1: calling to you, isn't it? No, a good no. Good amount no, of try. that bottle
2: is gone. Yeah, we toast
1: John and I sometimes yeah. after the show. Time.
2: Okay, yeah. I like it. I like the vibe <laughs> in here.
0: All right, very good. Uh, speaking of toasting, probably do one after. This, if that's you know, if we you know. Talk you into it, yeah, fair yeah. enough. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we'll move into next week. I just put a graphic up. Uh, next week's show, we have a gentleman named Mike Mills. We're going to be doing a FaceTime with him. He is the CEO and founder of Lux Gift and Goods. Uh, right in time for Christmas, we're going to talk about a lot of handmade uh, items. Very cool, crafty things, and he's going to give our listeners a certain percentage off. So, cool. tune in. We're also going to have Regine Russo, who we had mo, what, four weeks in, five weeks in? So, it's been almost six months. She is uh, from com. She is a wine connoisseur. She's going to bring some uh, wines for us to drink. We're going to drink
1: on that show. And
0: <laughs> she's going, we're going to be talking about. Wines that pair with different foods Ooh. going into the holidays. Okay, she Great. is also going to bring with her a friend who is a wine culture curator. I don't even know what that means, but it's on my sheet of paper. I'm so interested. I, in... say it. I know. I, I want to know how <laughs> I, to I become to one of those exactly. curating a wine culture <laughs> in my bar. Uh, I like uh, wine culture. <laughs> his name is Derek Westbrook. He'll be with us uh, next week as well. So, I believe he might be bringing some wine with him so we might just uber to and from the studio <laughs> well, i have
1: an event starting at six o'clock next wednesday so it'll be perfect to get tipsy you could just like crawl
0: yeah, yeah. 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 To get, the next place. To get primed here and then yeah like a good, just roll over mm-hmm. there yeah sure cool. um so those are the guests for next week that's all i got my man
1: awesome well thank you guys for listening thank you for
0: michaela of course, for coming thank you in for having me it was uh an amazing show um like
1: I always say, we could go for hours and hours. Forever. Mikayla, I could probably Absolutely. go days and days. Um, tune in next Wednesday at three o'clock. Watch John and I drink a little bit, learn about <laughs> wine, and talk about business. We'll see you guys next
2: week. Thanks.
0: In three, two, one.